0: This is King. I'm Jen Peterson, and I'm joined by my friends Lexi Fema and Taya Johnston.
1: And today we'll be discussing Season Two, Episode 18, Car Wars. Season Two, Episode 18, Car Wars was filmed 11 out of 23, but it was shown 18 of 23, and the first air date was March 11th of 1985. The director is Elf lean It's spelled. K-J-E-L-L-I-N, but I looked it up, and it's Chell Lean. Interesting. And he was born in 1920 in Sweden, and he acted on stage in Sweden, and then in 1949, he made his American debut in Madame Bovary. And, but it was under a, a stage name of Christopher Kent. But then shortly thereafter, he went back to his real name, and he has 86 acting credits up through 1979, And then he has 66 directing credits, including this one episode of Scarecrow. And then he also directed Police Story, Eight is Enough, How the West Was Won with Bruce, Uh, Trapper John, M.D. He did episodes of Vegas, and then he did five episodes of Dynasty, several of a hotel, and uh, his last one was The Paper Chase. And Scarecrow was actually his second to the last directing job. The writers, uh, so... One is a familiar name to us, Stephen Hatman. He wrote, I think, 19 other episodes or 19 total. And then also Steve Feek uh, has also writing credits on this. This is his one and only SMK episode, but he also has 20 other writing credits. Uh, He wrote five episodes of Dark Shadows in 1991. So that was the reboot, uh, one of the reboots. And then he wrote several episodes of Profiler, Beastmaster, and a TV show called Two, like the number two. So the first guest star we're going to talk about is Luke Andreas. He played the meatball Mario. Uh, he was the one who broke through in the f- in the uh, opening scene. Uh, he broke through the Canadian border. Mario has 46 acting credits, and they include shows like Simon and Simon, Hunter for Jen, Trapper John M.D., Uh, He did the one episode of Scarecrow. He was in Too Close for Comfort, Hill Street Blues, Night Court, The A-Team. So a lot of the 80s, you know, shows like Fantasy Island, things like that. He was born in January of 1936 in New York. And he was best known for his work on The Bionic Woman hunter and kill the golden goose and he died in april of 88 in la the second guest that we're going to talk about is anthony Ponzini, and he played nick falcone in the episode anthony was born june of 33 in brooklyn and he was known for his role on friday the 13th the final chapter in 1984 except there were many chapters after guess they didn't know that one life to live in 1968 and hard bodies in 1984 he died in december in 2002 in connecticut and he has done lots of things he has 60 credits to his name the last one being in 1997 but he's been in hawaii 50 lou grant three's company cagney and Lacey for two episodes uh, Hill Street Blue, St. Elsewhere, The Love Boat, obviously Scarecrow. He was in uh, one episode. He was in Falcon Crest, Harcastle and McCormick, Knight Rider, Remington Steel, and also Hunter. Look at that. It's
0: like a Hunter Palooza.
1: Yes, yeah. it um, is. I
0: think Hunter went through a lot of extras and actors. For yeah, sure. probably.
1: The third and final guest that we're going to talk about is Michael Richards, and he played Patronus. And isn't that like a word from uh, from your Harry Potter stuff,
2: Lex? It is. It's close. It's Patronus. Oh, okay. I, I thought the same thing. I'm, I'm like, you can't see, but I'm crying tears of joy right oh, now. Oh, because I noticed it? I noticed it. it.
1: Oh, man. oh, good. I'm, I'm so glad.
2: glad. I mean, like, there are tears streaming down my face. Like, <laughs> oh, make not ahead of you yet. I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing: we're a special type of people. Just. We're very special. We're just—we're all just waiting for our Hogwarts
1: letters. That's all we're waiting for. Michael Richards, Jen and I, I totally remember him as Cosmo Kramer on the classic Seinfeld from uh, the '80s and '90s, late '80s and '90s. He was born and raised in L.A california and uh he was born in 1949 and still alive and um his although he's still alive his career kind of um died um when he made um inappropriate comment in uh on one of his stand-up gigs that he was doing and it kind of he went from flying high to really low lows i think
2: how long ago was that
1: i don't maybe 10 years ago what do you think jen i can't even remember yeah
0: it's been a while now yeah probably i was just a couple wasn't it just a couple years after seinfeld yeah it wasn't
1: long after yeah just um yeah it was very disappointing because he's really funny if you've ever seen seinfeld he's just a hoot um he's very out there so um yeah it was too bad but um he is most known for his role as kramer in Seinfeld, but he's also done other roles as well. He had his own show uh, in 2000, the Michael Richards show, obviously uh, Kramer and Seinfeld for almost 10 years. And then he was in several episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is Larry David is uh, is Curb Your Enthusiasm, and he's actually one of the original creators of Seinfeld. He's the George of uh, when they created uh, Seinfeld. He's actually, his character is George. That's who he actually is. That's what inspired the character of George. So. Um, if you guys know. He's a funny guy, too. He's very funny. He's a little out there, but he's funny. <laughs> and then um, Michael also did uh, several episodes of Kirstie, the TV show. And then he was um, on Seinfeld's uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee as a as a character on there. And then um, his last one is this year, and it's Faith, Hope, and Love. And he was uh, in one episode of that. And that's all for guest stars.
0: It's funny how you went Playing a bunch of henchmen kind of characters. Yeah. Comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of his roles are the, the, one, the role he played here in um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Star Wars. Yeah, and before Seinfeld, he was in things like St. Elsewhere, Cheers. He's got a couple writing credits, but uh, just, I mean, literally a couple, like two. So. When Amanda's car is in the shop, she borrows one from the agency impound lot only to become the target of a bunch of drug smugglers as only Amanda can do. The episode starts with Niagara Falls, pictures of Niagara Falls from, it looks like I'm guessing 1965. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, Definitely uh, stock footage for sure. And literally it's like from 1965. It can't be any earlier or any later than that. And then you can tell it's on the lot, like, You can tell they're in California and it's in the lot. You can just tell that it has that feel. And then they just put like a pop-up stand there to be the Canadian border. That doesn't look like... Yeah. But at least they they have a little, they add a little nuance to it. They have French um, signs up too. So that's kind of good because that's legit. Makes it a little legit. A little attention to
2: detail. Yeah,
1: just a little. Not much, but a little. (laughs)
2: They made
1: an effort. Sometimes they don't do that. <laughs> they didn't phone it completely in. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, then we um, see a very fancy car pull up. And uh, I believe this car was used actually in Charlie's Angels as well. Really? I'm fairly certain.
0: Which episode?
1: I believe it was um, Antique Angels. Didn't think I was going to know that. Booyah! I did.
0: I was, I was really just
1: oh. curious. <laughs> yeah uh so mario pulls up to the uh, border and it just has a major attitude one that you would not have when you're pulling up in front of a border patrol officer um you're more like you have your hands on the wheel you're like it's like you're getting pulled over by a police officer at least for the real canadian border right what are you doing here where do you live and you're like I, I bought something for... <laughs> it's in the trunk. I didn't pay the whole tax on it. You know, you're like... <laughs> and then one time when I was six, I took a pack of gum. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> I don't know. Do they even
0: care these days? I guess
1: they Oh, very much so. Because we're, we're right... Lexi and I are, what, half hour, 45 minutes away from the border. And uh, so, you know, you'll go across there every once in a while. And literally... They it's an interrogation, interrogation. it really is. They check, they have like mirrors checking underneath your car. Um, they'll rip people's interior like Mm -hmm. off the doors and just where you're just seeing raw parts. I mean, they They always did this like back in the 80s. Oh, no, I'm saying now they do. Oh, I was just wondering if back in the the
0: day they were this diligent. I mean, I lived in Minnesota right on the border and we would
1: just our boat back and forth and nobody even cared. Or oh my no, they're definitely, they're definitely, I mean, they would check, you know, they wouldn't just let you walk, you know, drive right through. They'd check your ID, but they wouldn't do the whole dog sniffing thing and the guns and all that that they do now.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was a kinder, gentler nation back then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right? Unless you look like a drug lord in
1: an empty car, you <laughs> might get stopped. Right. <laughs> But yeah, he definitely has some some major tune going on. and then he hands over his ID and the guy looks at it and he's like, so he's like, uh, "You're Mr. Gustafson." And he's like, yeah, I was uh, my, my father moved us to Brooklyn when I was real young. <laughs> and I'm living back in the old country now. Okay, dude. So the guy takes his passport and goes to check him out. And then Mario decides that it would be better if he just takes off and and leaves his documents with the guy in in that old car that probably can't do more than probably 40 miles an hour. (laughs) Mario is now... The Canadian Border Patrol is in hot pursuit of Mario now. And he is... I'm going to say it. He's an idiot. (laughs) They've already blocked him off. And so he's stuck now. And he... (laughs) He actually gets out of the car and tries to make right. a run for it.
2: The part is that he thinks that he can outrun all of these people.
1: Yep. And he's like, uh, oops. And the guy pulls out the shotgun and he's like, hold it right there. <laughs> he's like, don't. <laughs> he doesn't try very
0: hard.
1: No, not really. just it up. I know. What's he thinking? <laughs> what a moron. So the Canadian guys uh, have them all... And, oh, we get to see Kramer. I mean, Patronus. <laughs> and, um, which is kind of weird. So, they're already across the border. I uh, That was kind of, didn't make really a lot of sense. So, they're following him. Why wouldn't they just, I don't know. Why wouldn't they just take the... Well, I think
2: that they were, I think that Mario was just the runner. And these other two are actually part of Falcone's organization. Mm-hmm. And they were going to get the drugs directly as soon as he crossed the border. They were going to get it. So they were just waiting off. for him. Okay. They, yeah. Okay. just the,
1: the runner. That makes a little more sense.
2: That's what I think anyway.
1: Yeah. Now, I think this setup that they have in Falcone's office, that looks very similar to what they use for Harry B. Thornton's office in uh, Tale of the Dancing Weasel. So it's probably the same type as you know the setup or something but it looks very reminiscent of that
0: are there like cards framed in the background what are those tarot cards plus if you look in the office on the wall i'm just what is that
1: i'm not seeing what you're talking about
0: look behind
1: kramer the black and gold um no do you see the blue oh i'm not seeing that they're in the it's not in my view yet oh Uh, now i now uh, i see it yeah it does look like cards yeah it does look like cards and I'm sorry, but uh, Michael Richard's hair is so gross and oily there. It looks like you could get, like, a, a jar full of oil from it if you've squeezed it.
0: Yeah, he hasn't perfected the Kramer hairdo yet, for sure. No, not at all. He's a little lost where yeah. his hair is.
1: The gray leather coat is just yeah. total 80s. Rocking that out. And the unbuttoned shirt and everything. <laughs> yeah. I
0: was trying to figure out what his necklace was. Is it, like, a rabbit?
1: Um, yeah, it looks like a tooth, like a whale, like a shark tooth or something, maybe, in gold. Yeah. I don't know. Cheesy <laughs> is what I would call it. Yeah. <laughs> so Falcone doesn't seem to be very pleased uh, with Mario, um, that he, you know, got nabbed, in his words. He's like, it took him a long time to get this set up, and he's not going to sit there and let this uh, hairball. <laughs> he refers to him as a hairball. <laughs> it t- to ruin his situation he's got going. And then the smaller goon explains that they found out that it's a federal rap um, so that he, they actually brought him back to Washington. So now he's right where they need him to be. And um, they're trying to figure out what the feds are doing with him. They say he has him on ice and uh, they're just saying he's, they can let him rot. They don't really care about him. They want their drugs. Yeah. That's all they care about. Mm Mhm, Sounds about right. Yeah. Job security, man, until they don't need you anymore. (laughs) So they're looking for the car because they feel that the, the drugs are still in the car. So frickin' frack, as I always like to call the, the goons, uh, are off to go uh, find the car. Now we're at the agency, and it seems like they parade around the idea of audits all the time. Um, like it's like the somebody's scrutinizing their. They use the the idea of audit and cutting back and things like that, which you know in the government. It's, it's, I guess it's feasible that, that, that probably happens every couple of years that they realize, oh, we're overspending. And so we've got to cut back and then they start cutting back on things they shouldn't be cutting back on and blah, blah, blah. So. Well, secret agents
0: probably spend
1: a lot of money. You think? <laughs> on bullets? I want to be a secret agent. Maybe it's stuff they need to um, spend money on like guns and bullets. And designer
0: clothes if I'm printing
1: oh yes oh now that is a waste that's wasteful (laughs) especially her 80s outfits (laughs) i'm sure they were a designer at the time so billy's got it's like he's hiding this guy in his office like you stay in here and don't come out until i introduce you to everybody like it seems so weird but when you just haven't come out but they're like let's give him our full undivided attention they're like i like the
0: start of the cubicle look here in the office with the orange part yeah
1: mm-hmm. sort of like yeah it's kind of like yeah and then there's blue too do you see the blue right back there there's blue there too and i love how francine's just kind of chortling s- in the back you know trying to you know be quiet but she's still it's like when you're in class and you have a substitute teacher and you're kind of like making fun of them to other students <laughs> that seems like what she's kind of doing the bow in her hair i just okay. i her bow in their hair oh. No, it is not. Not with that perm and stuff. No. No, it's like Like, I wouldn't wear
2: it, but I think it's cute.
1: And then the big white button earrings. I don't
2: like the button earrings. You know, I'm not a fan
1: of that. And the big chunky necklace. I just...
0: It's a lot. Pick one. It's a lot.
1: It's a lot. It really is. The
0: eight is yeah. a lot. It wasn't pick one. It was pick four. <laughs> pick four. <laughs> is that what you did,
1: Jen? Did you wear stuff like that?
0: Really? Uh, not that extent. Just of the metal, like.
1: Yeah, I did have some. I did have some 3D looking ones that were metal uh, ones too.
0: That's what I remember. And my guess watch with the uh, with, yeah, what was it called?
1: No but, uh, the swatch. The swatch.
0: Right? We had. I
1: had like, and you'd wear like three of them. Uh huh. You'd have them going different ways. Yeah, they, the rubber. Oh, hmm. Yeah, those are the days. Oh, yeah, I, I still have mine. I, I still have. Too. I still have my I, swatches. I Yep. Yep. I got one when I was in Europe, and then I had the other two. I have like a big one, and then I had two smaller ones. And I would wear them on my wrists, you know, different, going different ways and stuff. Wow. Yeah, I it was it. so yeah. cheesy with my parachute pants. Hmm. <laughs> it was not a pretty sight.
0: So what the time to be alive! Right. <laughs>
1: Right. And Lexi, it was a great time to be alive. Thank you for noticing. Scarecrow Mrs. King was freaking on. Wow, you guys feel pretty tell me about that, huh? Yeah. Yes. We're Gen Xers and proud of it. Mm hmm. That's great. Oh, whatever. Don't placate to us. We're not that old yet.
2: podcast episode we have a final draft dated october 18th 1984 and the first script difference is coming up so um, while larue is giving the lecture about fiscal responsibility and accountability and all that in the script he goes into a little bit more depth and detail giving actual examples as to the biggest offenders who are Uh violating that so He says, tiss 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 the abuses, the abuses. Let's start with the agency's resident comic, Agent Fanning, the young man who made a a wisecrack earlier in the script looks ill. And he said, last month, you traveled or you trailed a Bulgarian agent from Rome to Marseille to Barcelona and finally to Paris, where you eventually, quote unquote, lost contact. That little first class jaunt added up to (gasps) $9,356.91. What do you call that, Fanning? And he says, doing my job. And LaRue says, funny, the word boondoggle comes to mind. I have calculated that with coach travel, moderate accommodations, and cafeteria food, you could have lost, you could have lost the Bulgarian for just under 3000 dollars Francine leans across the table and pats Fanning's hand. And she's getting her digs in and says, Some of those French cafeterias have great food. And LaRue goes, Ah, Miss Desmond. And uh, the color draining from her face, she says, Sir. And Larue Larue pulls out another piece of paper. A recent meeting you had with a Polish defector here in Washington cost us five hundred and eighteen dollars in designer jeans, a silk blouse, <laughs> and calf skin boots. Francine says the assignation was at a very chic disco. I couldn't look out of place. And Larue says, "Sorry, I should have realized that there would be nothing in your closet to wear for a night out of the town." <laughs> Oh. And, then, and then he goes into the 60 day audit so anyway that was just like a cute little and, you know dig but fanning really I mean like it was 10 grand back in the 80s <laughs> that's so a lot
1: like of a money short trip, that is not cheap <laughs> <laughs> I love boondoggle yeah, so
0: they didn't get he,
1: they for Lee, huh? so um, speaking of Lee <laughs> Lee goes leans down to Francine and says he's a fun guy <laughs> not impressed with the, the little guy there I guess it, I have to point out, the guy is shorter than Billy. <laughs> so, <laughs> is Billy Yeah. When guy. he walked by Billy, he was a good, probably two inches shorter. <laughs> wow. No. Mel probably liked that. It probably felt really uh, big and tall. Yeah. <laughs> They're smart. They keep him away from Lee. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bruce would tower over that guy. 60-day internal audit has begun on expense accounts. So Every penny will be scrutinized and we expect cost cutting. <laughs> Is that clear Mr. Melrose? <laughs> Billy's like. Mm. And then B- Lee's like, "Excuse me, but what if we they don't come down?" That's kind of like a demanded question, isn't it? Like from a class act when she's like, "Um, what happens if you don't do?" <laughs> it totally sounds like that. He's like, "I don't want to ruin anyone's day <laughs> with talk of reprimands, fines." And paycheck adjustments. So now this kind of segues everything into the case, of course, that Billy has for, for Lee. Because he's like, hey, what are you working in? He's like, hey, I'm just, you know, doing some, some um, catch up at the office. I have to take some files um, down, to, down to the Federal Records Center. And, and he's like, see, this is exactly what LaRue's talking about. You know, he's like... Here we have a very well-paid, and he, like, stresses that, agent. And you're doing things that you could get a civilian to do. So, like, all right, well, who am I going to get? And then Billy gives him that little, <laughs> what I like to call, shit-eating grin. <laughs> like, of course you know who you're going to call. But he always, you know, he knows he can call Amanda because, you know, she'll do anything for him. But you can't blame her.
2: Fair in her position, I would too.
1: <laughs> That's what I mean. I I don't, I'm not... Blaming her, I would do the same thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Except that if she's a part time employee for the federal government, she probably isn't making enough to risk her life on a daily basis. Oh, well, that's so a I given. Like a civilian helper. I mean, they to pay her more.
1: Yeah, that's a given. That's why they have to make him so cute because otherwise it wouldn't be worth it for her, you know? Try <laughs> the cuteness factor.
0: And yeah. Contract the, the, right. the adventure too yeah. like we talked about
2: way back at the beginning like yeah. the, the departure from her normal, staid comfortable life you know, this is excitement, danger intrigue <laughs> you know,
1: she probably gets a higher pay when she has to work with like Fred Fielding and then she doesn't make yeah. as much an hour when yeah. she works for <laughs> Lee <laughs> those
2: she visual she, like, benefits did. outweigh it
1: Yeah. she could get like a bonus call you know, yeah pay. this is troll pay when you work for patrols <laughs> and then this is when you work for the hottie <laughs> yeah. you make five dollars more an hour when you work for the troll mm-hmm. if you get shot at you get hazard pay <laughs> now we've gotten through the budget you don't even hear about this really anymore after this it's just enough to, it's just a way to set up um why they can't rent her a car why you know why they have her doing it instead of him and and that sort of thing so it's just a vehicle to get them <laughs> funny uh vehicle to get her to where they need her to be in, this, in the plot okay. billy gives him a case to look at that falcone is tied into um, with kidnapping extortion murder and drugs so he wants him to figure out what's going on with this case you are highly trained and highly paid but don't they talk about in the mole it's like an agent's salary is like thirty six thousand dollars i know but
2: when we looked it up it was like kind of decent you know what? for the 80s like i thought we looked
0: that up
1: i don't remember that
0: A you agree, keep talking about like
1: later in season three when she or is it oh a 16 yeah that is that's more like
0: 78 minimum.
1: Yeah, back then, yeah. But like in the mole, and maybe David Benson was, you know, a low, you know, much lower level. Um, we know he was subpar uh, when c- comparing to Mr. Stetson, but, but he, he did mention that it was like $36,000. That's not a
0: lot.
1: Yeah, the him that him and Go were getting 80, that. I
2: don't
0: think that's a lot.
1: Yeah, to risk your life like that? No way. i
2: think about police officers. I mean. Yeah. Yeah that's true well, from that perspective they don't they don't make a ton of money until they move into like way up right that's true yeah but usually agents i would expect would have had
0: to have some sort of an education or degree whereas or police officers you can go in without a degree right
1: but if you get a degree you actually make like 10 or fifteen thousand dollars more now wow. than yeah. than somebody coming in without a degree so a report from a latin american bureau on the bolivian terrorist friends los lobos Seems they have evidence linking them closely with American crime syndicate headed by Nick Falcone.
0: Los well, well, Globos are the wolves, F.Y.I. Oh, good. So, hey, before you, when you transition into this next scene, when they're driving down the road in his mm-hmm. car, look at the cars on the far right, the right side. They're like all smashed up, especially one has a huge dented hood. So oh, funny! They're actually driving, but if it's by like wait, some one hour before we're even like seeing them. Well, on mine, it's like seven fifty eight okay. around there. But it's like, why is are driving by? There's a car in the back it's all smashed up.
1: How funny. I don't know where they are. That is one nice thing about driving in Michigan, because we're the auto, you know, it's auto. Most people work, somehow work for the auto industry. Everybody has really nice cars. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Who knows where in
1: LA this is? Oh, yeah, but... right. Okay, I'm I looking. Mean, here. It's, you know,
0: there's a lot. Of, they just have all their old cars. I'm I'm looking. at different
1: things. I don't see anything. There's somebody coming up right behind him. Jeez. Yeah, it's
0: right when they start driving, so.
1: Okay, yeah, I didn't see it. He obviously picked up Amanda, and he's like, it, it's funny. He's like, okay, so let's hear it. Like, how? Where what's what's wrong with your car? <laughs> and she's like, Well, I was taking the boys because it was, it was raining, so I took the boys to school. It's always this long, drawn out thing. And she's like, and Jamie was playing with this little green uh, um, Martian guy, and he put him, uh, played with him, and then they dropped him down the window well. And when she went to put it up, it wouldn't go back up, so she had to take it to the to the shop. <laughs> started to rattle
2: in the script um they cut out there was a whole scene that's not that didn't make it to the episode essentially um it's like right after the agency it goes to her house and she's vacuuming it says she begins to root around under the cushions and finds the surprises in the couch compliments of jamie and philip outcome a book a baseball shoe and what looks like something that at one time had been edible she shakes her head such as life with two young boys true so she pops the Very true. Uh, the telephone rings, she crosses and answers, and it's Lee. So he essentially asks her, you know, if you're free, like, I'd like to, you know, have you come in on this case. And she goes, perfect, I'm ready and willing. Ditto, sister. And then he <laughs> says, he says uh, fine, I'll explain when you get over here. Can you come over right away? And she says, sure thing. Let's see. About 10 minutes to the bus stop, I can take the number 19, to DuPont Circle, travel to the number 34. I'd say I could be there in about an hour and a half if the buses are on time. And he goes, uh, wouldn't it just be a tad quicker if you hopped in the car and drove over here in about 15 minutes? And she said, well, there's a small problem there. Or any chance you could pick me up and then he goes and picks her up but anyway
1: they cut that out which is kind of cute it is yeah. very cute it's so amanda it's very yeah. cute though <laughs> yeah oh see if they just cut out the damn chases the car chases yes. and the fight scenes right. that they always have to have that are yeah. way too long they chases. sometimes they're way too long though jen way too yeah. long it just brings a
0: different element to the show <laughs> but yeah
1: I, I don't think they should cut them out.
0: Take away from the cute
1: scenes with Lane Amanda. Right. They should have made the show longer. And <laughs> yeah. they should have had, uh, but I mean, like some of those um, chase scenes or the, you know, the, the fight scenes and all that. Some of them are a little tad long. You know, yeah, you can, you can, can... That, I can
0: just jump over to,
1: you guessed it. Hunter. <laughs> How did I know you were going to say that? Well, Scarecrow just throws him off of cliffs. So, you know, same thing. The The job gets done some one way or another. So after her, Amanda ramble to explain. And he goes, and the rest is Amanda King history. And she gives him a look like, really? <laughs> and he's like, how long is it supposed to take? She's like, I took it to Mr. Mike's, but he was awfully busy. <laughs> Mr. Mike's? He goes, yes, he's my mechanic. He said he could get to it by the end of the day. He's like, good, good. So... He explains to her though, as usual, "You're the only one I could call that that could could do it on such short notice." Like he doesn't even try to sugarcoat it. Like you were the first person I thought of. He just is like, he goes, "Uh, yeah, you're the only one I could think of that, or only one that would uh had, could do it in such short notice." Oh well. Oh, and then he says, "How about I get you one since it's agency business? Um, I'll get you one. We can go to the agency impound lot and." Uh, she's like, that's really nice of you. He goes, hey, forget it. Anybody could get, have gotten a little. So quick question. Yeah.
0: Is the impound lot like similar to just a car checkout, like for a sedan, a federal sedan? Or is this like totally separate? Are all those gone? Because like
1: in our state offices, we just have a fleet of cars. I don't think uh, the impound lot is like ones that get um, come in from cases and things like that, that they probably have to do stuff with. They usually do because Lee does it, you know, like she does it in season three when she gets that purple car, that little um, one with the yeah. rabbit's foot.
2: But Gino said that they're all checked out. So maybe yeah, everyone's cool. thinking like, you know, I'm not going to rent a car because we just got this damn lecture. By maybe.
1: Again, yeah. Then, that's a good uh, point.
2: We're just going to take, you know, you know, the agency cars are POSs. Like we're just going to take it anyway. That's at least how I took it.
1: Piece of. Yeah. Shiza.
2: I, said POS. I know.
1: I'm just saying. I was translating it for other people that oh, don't yeah. know what POS is. Yeah. I love the look of Amanda gives him. Like, really? Did you need to say that when he was like being a smart aleck to her? <laughs> You're the only civilian worker that I could get a hold of. And since the job does call for a car, how about I get you one? That's what he goes. Anybody could have gotten a tiny little space creature stuck in the window. <laughs> it's the
0: life of
1: a mom, man. Right. That's how it
0: goes. It's so random.
1: It's so random, and it probably will cost like eight hundred dollars to get it fixed. <laughs> um, so they uh, pull into the central government impound lot, and a skid loader is bringing in some barrels at the time, which later that'll play another uh, role. And uh, he he's like, "Hey, we need a car," and he goes, "Yeah, and I want to date with the I want, and I need a date with the Dallas Cowboy cheerleader." And Amanda's like, not wanting to. Um, uh, causing me problems. She's like, I'll just rent a car. And he's like, no, you're not. That's not fair that this is for business. You sh- you need to, uh, you shouldn't have to pay that out of your own pocket. I like the pink skirt. Do you do you guys like the pink skirt? It's like that ballerina slipper. I like it. Yeah, we've seen that one before, right? Seen that one before. I'm sure we have or something similar to it.
0: The sweater looks really familiar to me. hmm Yeah, I It's funny, her skirts always, like, wrap around the back, but they're too big and they have to, like, stitch it up. You know, there's always a big pleat
1: in the back, right? Because she's so damn skinny. I know. But, yeah, I've
0: definitely seen the sweater somewhere
1: on one of them. Yeah, I don't remember that specific sweater. I mean, the style is very, tip. you know, one of her normal ones, but. But, yeah, she definitely has the long hair here, longer hair. She doesn't have the short, short little uh, bob, or not bob, whatever it's called. We're oh,
0: giving us a reprieve in the midst of the short air.
1: Yes, the- like remember her when we'll come back to it. Don't worry, <laughs> don't give up on her. <laughs> So he's like, "Hey, why can't you flash flash your agents? Can't you, you know, use your fancy uh, expense reports?" And he's like, LaRue's on the warpath again." He goes, "Tell me about it." So even Gino's had to deal with it. He's like, "That little weasel is throwing a full inventory at us soon. Everything's got to be accounted for." <laughs> I think it's like the impound lot, but it's also like what you were saying Jen about the fleet of vehicles. And he's like, all of them are checked out. And he's like, okay, well, how about one of the impound uh, vehicles? So I think it's kind of like a combo thing that they have going there. Does that answer your question, yeah, I've maybe? I've never
0: heard of, like, agents using impound cars.
1: Well, I don't think, they think they it's a normal thing. Right, I don't think it's a normal thing, and that's why he's, yeah. you know, going. He has to, like, pretty much...
2: Twist Gino's
0: arm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and threaten to tell stories. <laughs> Which must have been a doozy if he didn't want Amanda to know about it.
0: Now is going to be in the report. It's going to be you lent out an impound car worth like this much and crashed it, and now we got to pay
1: it. <laughs> spoiler alert, Jen. <laughs> yeah.
0: Spoiler. Spoiler. Spoiler.
1: Spoiler. <laughs> She's like, I'll just rent a car, and he's like, okay, but on the way back to town, remind me to tell you about how I bailed Gino out of some trouble in Baltimore. And Amanda picks right up on it. She goes, Oh, really? And he's like, yeah. He met these two sisters. She goes, oh, what happened? <laughs> he goes, oh, they were exotic dancers. He's like, all right, all right. I got, I got new two new arrivals. Now I would have taken the little gold little two seater. I know you would have, Jen. Oh yeah. Lexi wouldn't have. Oh, <laughs> yeah, super cute, and I'd love. <laughs> I love how she's like, oh, this won't do. This won't do. I can't fit my family in this. I have to run errands. And she goes, and besides, it's a stick shift. I don't know how to drive a stick shift. And he goes, believe me, Gino, she doesn't know how to drive a stick shift. I needs to learn. I know. It's so easy. All of us know, right? I always ask this. I love it. I I don't have a car now with a stick Not shift. Not you, Lexi? I love to drive it. Yeah. Drive one. I've driven it before, but I wouldn't
0: say...
2: Like I feel comfortable taking out like a really expensive stick car. Like I would want to practice again, it's been it's been a very long time and it wasn't for very long, right? Gotcha.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's like riding a bike, it just like comes back to you, but that is a cute little car though. I don't like the color, but it's cute. Oh a doodle bug. There's a white doodle bug there. Nice. Yeah. An old old one. (laughs) The look on his face she goes, take it from me, she doesn't know. He looks pretty cute there, I have to say, with his arms, like, folded over his chest like that. And he's like, what else you got? And he's like, uh, and he goes, now what, were those, what were those two sisters' names? And he's like, all right, all right. He goes, if I do this, you got to not bring that story up ever again. <laughs> She's plenty big, and it's an automatic. Take it or leave it. Which one is it? He goes, the black one. Lee seemed impressed by it.
2: It would be hard not to be impressed by that.
1: Really, that big black one? I'm, I think it's. Yeah, ooh, I don't like that I'm one. what Would you say?
0: No, I'm just. I'm probably kidding of being inappropriate. Oh. But I do like that car a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, the hard part would be driving on the other side of the car. Now, yeah. That seems like more of a problem, somewhat, than a stick shift. But I don't. Well, I guess if you can't make it go, you're dead in the water. But I, I would. I
1: have trouble getting used to driving on that side, steering wheel on that side. Yeah, I, I, when we're in Europe this summer, I'm, I mean, we got a, I got my international driver's license. So is it just that you drive on the other side of the road? That's not like it's on the other side of the vehicle, right? It's the
0: other side of the road and
1: the other side oh, of the vehicle. Oh, oh, snap! But
0: in Europe, in Europe, it is. No, no, France is fine. France is normal. Germany is normal. England is the one that's not, but Ireland isn't, because that's where we
1: drove. And well, I'm going to be in outside. England, and Germany right. is the same, I
0: thought. That's confusing if you're jumping around a different European
1: um, Yeah, state, you
0: know, so I
1: know. <laughs> you know. Well, that and reading the signs and stuff, oh, it's going to be a nightmare. I don't even, Ugh. hopefully I survive. Yeah. Jim
0: did the driving in, in Ireland and Finland, so I not yeah. know it.
1: Ugh, I, yeah, uh, well, we're going to probably take turns. So,
0: yeah, Europe generally drives on the right hand side, right part from the UK, Ireland, Malta,
1: and so... Uh, oh, okay, so just England, then. Okay. So
0: I got stuck with the wrong side and the wrong side of the car. <laughs> both of
1: them are off. All... Fun. That's cool, though. It would be kind of different, you know, to be over well, on the other side.
0: If you're driving on the right side of the car, it actually makes sense to drive on the left side. So... In France and these other countries, do they still have the steering wheel on the right side, or have they switched all to the left, like America?
2: I took the metro in France, so I could not tell you.
1: Yeah, me too. That's I took it the whole time I was there. Gino says, "Take it or leave it." There, then, then he he's they both go, "We'll take it," <laughs> and then he throws the keys, and they both try and grab them at the same time, but. Lee comes out the victor on that one. So Amanda gets in the car and she's, she's uh, trying to, uh, you know, feel things out because it's obviously on the wrong side for her. And uh, Gino's like, this car is perfect, Stutson. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> you got it? Perfect. He goes, yeah. He goes, now it comes back here with so much as a speck of dust on it. You're going to pay through the nose. And he's like, yeah. He goes, and then I'm going to kick your rear end. You got it? He goes, yeah, I got it. He was like offended that the guy would threaten him. And she's like, I heard. He's like, be real careful, huh? She goes, I will. He seems, he just is like, mm, that's a nice car. Men in their cars, I guess, huh? And
2: women
1: too, without Jen. Yeah, Jen really likes it. So now when Lee and Amanda pull out, Lee goes one way, she goes the other, and Kramer, I'm just going to call him Kramer because that's all I can think of him as, Kramer and the other guy, I don't remember his name.
2: I have Benedict and Patronus.
1: Okay, it must be Benedict. Okay, so Benedict and and Patronus are um, sitting right outside the impound lot, so they're waiting for that car to come out so they can get it, and lucky them, unlucky Amanda, uh, it comes pulling out uh, with a man behind the wheel. And uh, they're like, I don't believe it. It's on the road again. So of course they're following it, and that's not good news for Amanda. I, I don't like how they call her abroad. Um, she is not abroad by any stretch of the imagination. So they're
2: a little uncouth in general. So definitely. Sometimes.
1: Definitely, like
2: of all the women, probably in the entire show, Amanda's
1: the least broad of them all. Exactly. So, least broad and least broad. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, yeah both, in both meanings. Yeah, good yeah. point. They are in hot pursuit of Amanda now. They look like they're driving like a, a the one of the agency brown vehicles. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so she's driving around and it looks like she's in her neighborhood, which she was supposed to do, and I guess that we can assume this is much later, but they wouldn't have followed her around for that long. Because she was supposed to do agency work and then go run errands later. So it seems a little weird. But they pull out in front of her and then stopped short. And so then she rear ends them. And lucky for her and not them, there was a police officer in the neighborhood there and saw the whole thing. So he comes running over because they're trying to get her and they want to, you know, grab the car. So, But I don't like how he manhandled her. He like totally yanked her out. He takes her insurance card, and then he yanks her out of the vehicle. I don't like how she has so many pockets in her wallet, though. She was I know. <laughs> those, that thing it just pulls out with all those pictures. That's a little excessive. Yeah. Well, remember when she had, and I think, I think yeah. we just saw in the corner when the police officer comes, it looks like her car is just sitting there. Her car, like her station wagon is like right there. It would be funny if it has her license plate oh, on it. Yeah. Let me see if I
0: model though does it okay let me look i thought when i saw
1: it but i just want to look one more time really quick
0: because the front of it see the front of it it looks like um tell it's premier? it's like a hawk nose Cutlass. it looks like a different model
1: oh yeah you're right it looks like a um chrysler
0: yeah there were two that were very similar there was the Oldsmobile cutlass and then i forget the other
1: it looks like a chrysler brand. but maybe you i'm not no
0: this are the car people but, <laughs> It, it looks a little different, so I don't
1: think Yeah, you're right, it does. So they're they're going to just take care of her right there, and then he's like, are you crazy? The cop's right there. Let's just go. We'll, we'll, we'll catch her later, kind of thing. And so they get in and, and rush off and leave her high and dry. So the cop comes over and sees them take off. He's like, this isn't the first time I've seen this. And she's like, oh, I couldn't couldn't imagine two nastier men. He goes, it's an old bunco trick. Get in front of someone, stand on the brake, bam. Next thing, some guy is holding his neck, screaming for his lawyer. Poor slob got to pay out of his his insurance, you mean, she goes, you mean they did that on purpose? He's like, guys like that cruise all day looking for a car like this. And then he asked if she got the license plate and she's like, no, sorry, I didn't. Which she learns that later to get those. The damage doesn't look
0: that bad. I think I could tweak that out with the screwdriver. I,
1: I don't know. There's one piece there that looks pretty uh, messed up. <laughs> oh, that poor little car. <laughs> she's like, oh, no. He's like, I hope your insurance is paid. We'll take big bucks to fix this. She's He's like, can you still drive it? She goes, I think so. I wonder if you could help me. I need to call a friend. <laughs> then, I love how she has to point out that her driver's license is valid. Patronus and Benedict go back to Falcone's office and get reamed out for, you know, staging an accident in broad daylight right in front of a cop. I mean, they're not obviously not using their, their head very well <laughs> in planning things out. Falcone's probably like... <laughs> man i could do this myself i'd leave it to you guys mario gets the car stolen or um impound and it put in the impound and now you two are like <laughs> causing accidents in front of cops this is why you don't delegate yeah, true. <laughs> we didn't see him you didn't see him let me tell you <laughs> so he says benedict's trailing the car amanda's car and uh they want he wants him to be more discreet where did mario stash the stuff and he's like, I don't know. I know where I'd hide it. He's like, mm hmm. Oh, that pinky ring. That's just. The mark
2: of an Italian mobster.
1: Right. Okay, so one of the very few well known and out there, um, one that's available for everybody, uh, bloopers from this show is right here. And that's around um, 15 and a half minutes in and it's when he gets out of his vehicle when lee gets out of his corvette he there's a uh, clip i have it on in one of my videos i i used it and then i actually have the the interview that this is from and uh he's he gets out and trips on it yeah it's in the these are the days video from this one no,
0: I, well i put the actual clip as one of the videos at
1: the end oh fun good yeah because it is funny. He gets out and he's like trips and he's like Amanda. He's drunk, <laughs> and then she starts laughing. Uh-huh. So it's really cute. But he's here to kind of check out the vehicle and everything. And the behind the scenes of this um, clip is really fun because you get to see all the crew and the the cameras and how they film the episode and everything. It's kind of a cool little insight that you get.
0: Oh my god. Oh my god look at this are you upset am i upset gino is gonna kill me for this lee, i'm you... really
2: very sorry you're sorry you were sorry you don't know gino gino can get mean sometimes lee i bet a... if we get right on this we can have the whole thing repaired today oh
0: my oh look at it ah all right all right that's a good idea yes that's a good idea let's do something very positive, shall we? Yes, let's do that. Let's not talk
2: about this anymore. That's a good idea. You realize you only had this Lee, for minutes to be exact Yeah. Yes. That's right. right. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Not going to talk about it anymore, but could you stop?
1: So then they head off uh, to Nedlinger's. So this, we actually got to go on when we had the lot tour. Remember you guys? We went yeah, right in I front of that yeah but i think they had shrubbery around that do you remember
0: they were doing some- they were getting ready
1: for a party a dinner party there
0: i just thought I last week and it, it did not have the shrubbery
1: it oh okay was it was just that did you get some good pictures
0: yeah oh good around yeah, so there
1: i know it really is and then and yet it's still the same you know what i mean it's weird <laughs> like it's always changing but then it's always back to where you know what it what what it looked like you know
0: Wing at the time there like, yeah let's, let's get them
2: over on this side of little because we're doing something over here so they're filming like in the swamp area oh
1: okay we oh that's cool uh, so we couldn't go in that area huh i wonder what they we were, were filming
0: areas that i didn't go on before so i'm like what was just keep going on you'll see
1: different things yeah you'll see i know I, I, that yeah i've gone on it three times and i've seen different things i think each time yeah you're right that's funny so now they're up lingers and they're obviously they've already gotten the estimate and amanda's like it would be awfully hard for me to pay for all of this but i'd like to split it he goes no amanda no which this is being very he's actually being very nice he goes i got you into this you know and and she goes you're being awfully nice He's like, no, I'm just angry at the at the body shops, um, because they're charging this. He's like pointing out the fact that they're they only charge like fifteen dollars for this, thirty-seven dollars for this, all this. The little parts are like add up to less than like fifty bucks. And then he's like, and uh and labor seven hundred and fifty dollars. It is an old vehicle. It's crazy though, all the time, it seems like. Yeah. She's like, This one wants nine hundred and fifty six dollars. Oh, but this does include hand puffing. <laughs> I don't think Gino would notice if it was hand-buffed Amanda. They would at least get all
2: the specs of dust off. Yeah,
1: that's very true. He goes, uh, they're all going to want an arm and a leg for this work. And he's in the middle of an important case. Yeah, you're in the middle of it right now, dude. So they go with the cheapest estimate, $615. So he saves a little bit of money, but not much. And uh, so they decide to go and and get it going and get it started. And they go to leave, and Lee's not paying much attention in front of him, and he's like explaining, like, "All right, then you can, tomorrow you can go and get the um, those those documents delivered." And she's like, and he goes, "What?" And she's like, pointing, and their poor car is jacked up. Like, who wouldn't notice that happening? Yeah, all four yeah, right. four tires. Yeah. yeah. And when they just take the whole vehicle, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. It's funny, but it, it just it doesn't make sense. So then we're back at the uh, back in Nedlinger's, and the tireless tire company guy is standing there, and he's like nine hundred and fifty-six dollars. He's like, come on, like this this poor vehicle's just sucking lead dry.
0: And
1: and Ned brings over some coffee for him. And he sees the uh, estimate and he's like, you sure you don't want anything stronger? And then Amanda comes over and she grabs it from him. She's like, oh my gosh, $200 a piece? Hey lady, you think rubber grows on trees? (laughs) And he's like laughing so hard. He goes, here, take your blood money. Oh, he's so gross looking too. He's all like dirtied up and everything. She goes, you shouldn't have bought those imported radials. You should have gotten something cheaper. He goes, Amanda, Gina would have noticed. Every different set of tires. He's really afraid of Gino. Yeah. He goes, oh, I'm going to open up a a garage when I retire. (laughs) So he wants her to keep the Stratford. Probably figuring what else could go wrong, right? And he's like, then you will deliver the files. And she goes, you really think I should keep the car? I've got to pick up mother. He goes, Amanda, yes, just take the Stratford, okay? She's like, okay. So much has gone wrong already. I guess nothing else could possibly go. And he's like, shh, shh, don't, no more. (laughs) Yep. And... It's a bit of foreshadowing. I do like, that thing is a boat, like literally a boat. They look so tiny in that vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> I love how Beverly's like kind of just looking around like like it's a museum or something, you know. She's just like, this is a loner? <laughs> and the kids are in the back. They look like they're probably 10 feet away from the the front seat. They're cute in the seat. They are. <laughs> <love this> <laughs> and later too. Yeah. When they pull into the driveway, she goes, "Oh, those film com- companies certainly are uh, extravagant, or something to that effect." She's like, "What are you eating?" He goes, A "Granola bar." You said you could have it. She goes, "It's too trim- messy." <laughs> just, just like you just when you're when you're doing something like that with kids, you're just like, "Just sit there. Don't look out at the window. <laughs> Don't look at anything. Don't talk to anybody. Don't eat yeah. anything." Uh-huh. So then they're pulling into the driveway, and then Jamie's like. Oh, Mom, I think that's my... And then you hear a horrible crunching sound. And and Dottie's like, Oh, Philip's in the back with his hands over his head. <laughs> well, I don't know why he's upset. It's not his bike. I guess he
0: thought he could park it there since his mom's car is in the shop
1: and... I guess so. But you know, he likes his bike. He likes his brother.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so his bike is uh, smushed and uh not not good and not good for the car either so they're in the driveway and the car is very much squished and uh jamie he goes what about my bike (laughs) and philip goes you mean your ex bike (laughs) so philip looks under the vehicle and says that the uh muffler is is history it's toast and uh she's saying she'll have to she should take it to the shop to get it fixed right away because she doesn't want iff to know that she did something else about the vehicle right. and then i love how she she's very she scolds jamie but she's very sweet about it and she's like sweetheart you know don't leave your bike out in the in the in the driveway ever again <laughs> and gives him a kiss
2: my mom would have lost oh, her shit. yeah have, because because you know this isn't the first time that she's told him to oh right in yeah the thing. Mm-hmm. my mom oh my god she she would have just Absolutely lost it, especially if it caused damage to not only yes. her vehicle but to someone else's that already has all the problems with that. So, anyway, just goes to show that Amanda King is some otherworldly. <laughs> like, um,
1: For sure.
0: Not, not even real.
1: Ugh. I love how late, it comes up later, but I love when she's like, um, she kind of scolds uh, Philip. She's like, <laughs> she goes something like, knock it off, or, or next time I'll run something over yours over. <laughs> now that would have been my mom. <laughs>
2: really? Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> totally.
0: I, I wish
1: she was like, help me fix it, right? Or next time I
0: run over. Yeah, yeah, like, yep. Sure. She's like, hold this. Yeah, I have to admit, I would yeah
1: upset. you're you're already frustrated enough you've had a really yeah. crappy day and this is the second thing that or the excuse me the third thing that's happened to this vehicle in just yeah. a short period of time yeah mm-hmm. and and your kids are you know always you know there for a good uh letting off steam right yeah. <laughs> so she gets in the vehicle and takes it right down to the muffler shop mclean's muffler world it's a whole world there guys (laughs) and uh she's like thank you and he's like oh do you want this and she's like what is it he goes your old muffler she's like "Mm, (laughs) no thank you (laughs) and then he just throws it in the in the the dumpster i think so she paid for the uh, muffler herself Poor Lee's uh, in it for four tires and the the chrome grill, so he's in it for about fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars, <laughs> and then however much the muffler was. So now we're back with Falcone's guys, and they've gone through the tires and realized that they're not in the tires either. I'm not sure exactly how they thought they would fit in the tires when they were actually on the vehicle. Working it doesn't make sense, but. What do I know?
2: Just the fact that he started off in Toronto and made it all the way to Niagara Falls. There's
0: no way that they would have lasted in the wheel. Exactly. Oh, I just thought if anywhere, it would be within the wheel itself and not the actual tire part. I don't in the know. wheel? Well, yeah, I mean, because you have the big metal thing and you can put it in the back. But I, they cut the rubber up, so I guess they thought it was actually, and then you inflate it around the drugs.
1: I mean, it's kind of odd. Yeah, it just seems like it's not even possible, but... I don't know. We're not drug dealers, so I guess we don't know the ins and outs. Perhaps there's a way. (laughs) We should Google that. I do the muffler
0: would not work with a bunch of drug stuff in it, so I'm not sure. Yeah,
1: I'm not sure exactly on that either. You
0: have to like divert it so that it wouldn't go through. The air wouldn't go through there. With a catalytic
1: converter, get it?
0: The converter.
1: Alright. you've converted the drugs I do like Falcone's tie it's kind of that purple and gray stuff I love the purple but he's still a little weasely face man mm-hmm. not the weasel face man but he's Weasley right. so is coming out of her cleaners and she's got her hands full with uh, dry cleaning and she sees Benedict trying to break into the vehicle and she's just kind of watching him And then Patronus comes and shows up with a knife in front of her. So, and as always, Amanda's got the great um, facial expressions. Her eyes get all big. She
0: always gets the knife to the throat.
1: I know. And manhandled, right? She's like, oh, no, I don't believe this is happening. (laughs) Talk about being jinxed. Yep, so Patronus is there with the knife and he's... You know threatening her and then we cut to commercial he goes just take it nice and easy and nobody's gonna get her. we just want the car okay so then she hands over the keys so they take off with her car so now she's left without a vehicle once again with all the dry cleaning, with all the dry cleaning. i know and the poor stuff just keeps falling as she's talking with lee too later here in yeah. a second all right, so the guys take off of the vehicle. She's left. She goes to the pay phone and calls Lee. So she explains, she gets Lee right away, and she's like, I was just coming out of the dry cleaners, and uh, the two men who were in the accident were there. They pulled a knife on me and stole it. And he goes, which I have to say, this is this is some growth here for Lee. He The first thing he says is, well, are you okay? First season, Lee would have been like, what, they stole the car, you know, kind of thing. Um, The the first thing is, you know, he's like, all right, calm down. You know, are you okay? You know, that kind of thing. That's his first instinct. So that's good. You're seeing some growth in him there. And he goes, now, what did they take? And she goes, they took my car. And then she, of course, then furthers it. And she's like, I mean, you're Gino's car. He goes, what? (laughs) Uh So then he hops in his car right away and comes to pick her up. But this is kind of funny because they're, like, fumbling with the ve- with the um, dry cleaning and it just keeps falling on the ground. Like, by the time they're done, the poor stuff's going to have to get redone, like, completely washed again or dry cleaned yeah. again. It's a cute scene. I like that scene. It is cute. It's just, it's so, like, they keep dropping and one picks it up and the other goes up and down. It's, it's very... Um, very cool how they do it. But she's she's doing well, too. She's explaining. She's like, you know, one was tall, one was short. He's like, come on, Amanda. And she's like, okay, well, the tall one was like 180 and about, you know, 6'2", 6'4". And uh, they both have black hair. The short one was probably 180 pounds, you know. So she's definitely giving more descriptions than she would have before, you know, where she would be like, oh, you know, pinpoint one thing like the weasel face man and things like that. She's like, well, Lee, it's about the car. It's been nothing but trouble since I got it. First all the, of all, the hood got dented. Then the wheels were stolen. I had to take it to McLean's muffler shop for a new muffler. Her stuff just keeps dropping. He's like, I know. I know it's been trouble, but I'm just glad that you're all right. And then he, like, grabs her. And then they have that moment of, oh, we can't. Oh, we're not. Oh, I mean, we're not together. We're not. <laughs> Awkward. But then he does the the one thing men, and this is a public service announcement for any men that are listening. He says the one thing you should never say to a woman when she's upset. Anybody care to guess? Yes. No no. No woman has ever in history calmed down after somebody said that. I thought the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I hate it when people say that. I don't care who they're talking to. Don't say that. People don't like that. You're only going to make them more upset.
2: They only say
0: it to women.
1: Yes. Yes. Totally agree with that.
0: Well, no. you have to do it what I've seen other people do, and I'm not very good at it. <laughs> and that that de-escalation through the voice of just talk, talking very slow, and then it calms everybody down without saying it.
1: Yeah. Because um, your, your first instinct is to shout louder than them yeah. so they hear you, and it doesn't, yeah, I, I hear you.
0: It doesn't mean how well that works if you can actually do it. <laughs> if, you,
1: if you're successful in doing it. <laughs> Well, that is a public service announcement for uh, from MKC to you men out there. And women, too. Don't say it to women. Any Nobody should say it, but especially don't have a man say it to a woman. It has never... It. You
0: calm down. Yeah. Everybody will calm
1: down. Exactly. Easier said than done, Jen. I know. I've
0: tried it, and it's hard.
1: Now, Amanda's response to him saying that is, of course, she goes, I'm very calm. <laughs> He's like, good, let's go. <laughs> He just shoves all the clothes at her. He's like, here, just take these. So he's he's um, trying, you know, he's busy with his case, but he's like, let's find out what's so important about this vehicle. So Lee and Amanda go back to the impound lot to get some information on the vehicle. And he's like, where's the car? And he's like, oh, the car is great. It's great. We're just, we we, this car may tie into a case I'm working on. And she's like... Uh, Amanda's like, is he always like that? He goes most of the time. He's not nearly as most most of the time he's not nearly as pleasant. So we're seeing a good side to Gino, which is kind of frightening because he's not very nice. Um, And then he's like, yeah, they picked up the vehicle after somebody rammed it through the uh, border patrol. And she's like, when they rammed it, maybe did it get damaged? And maybe you just didn't even see it. (laughs) Because she's trying to like not have to deal with that uh, car getting, uh, having to pay for the the damage to the front. He's like, nope, not a scratch on it. She goes, well, maybe you just didn't see it. He goes, you sure that vehicle's already? He goes, it's cherry. She goes, yeah, it's Cherry. (laughs) <laughs> it's funny hearing Amanda King say that. Lee, Lee goes, she she's just gets so excited. So now they're off to go speak to Mario. Lee is off to speak to Mario to find out exactly what's the deal with that vehicle and why those guys are so hot to trot to find it. Meanwhile, the car has been ripped and stripped down to its ball bearings. Do they have ball bearings? Yeah. Okay. And they still don't have any, they they can't find the drugs. So they said either um, Mario sold the drugs before he crossed the border or Amanda and her friend have found the drugs and decided to sell them. Because he's like, Mario knows he'd get caught, so he wouldn't do it. So it must be Amanda. He's like, Mario's not the smartest guy, but he ain't that dumb. So now they want to pay Amanda a visit. Oh, great. Who doesn't want to visit from Benedict and Patronus? So they're gonna take the car back to her and kind of use it as bait to get her to come out to the vehicle. Uh-huh. And then they're gonna grab her so that they can find out what's going on. Meanwhile, Lee is trying to break Mario, and he's still as cocky and as annoying as he was at the border, and he's not saying anything. And Lee goes through all of his aliases and 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 you know tells them who exactly who he is, you know, that he's, uh, you know, kind of a gun for hire, but a drug runner for hire, I guess you would say. So Lee's, re- uh, you know, rattling off all these different, you know, that he's been with the IRA, helping out the IRA and and um, helping all these bad guys. So Lee's trying to get him to understand, you know, like trying to understand, like, okay, you went and got a vehicle, paid cash for it, and and then you run it through the border, like it doesn't make sense. So he's still trying to break him, and uh, the King family is trying to fix Jamie's bike, but I don't think there's any chance of resurrecting that poor bike. Um, She's, like, trying to get the wheel back, and it's, like, all bent. (laughs) She's like, Jamie will never leave his bicycle in the driveway again, will you? And Philip's like, you've seen Mom drive.
0: (laughs) They're probably like, props, we need a bike, oh, beat to heck.
1: Boy, that Mario's a little smartass. He's like, what's in the, he's like, what's in the car, Mario? He goes, kryptonite. (laughs) Amanda's trying to fix the bike and she's like, oh, do you see the yellow flowers? Yellow flowers on the counter. Good
2: catch.
1: Yeah. She's like making noise. She's like, sorry, sorry. Don't want to break anything else. Don't want to, anything else broken. She's like, uh, daddy's (laughs) trying to convince her to take it to the, to the uh, bike shop so they can fix it. She never trusts her with her own, uh, handiwork, like for the. For the plumbing, she doesn't want her working on it. For fixing the bike, she doesn't want her doing that. And
0: she's good. She can do it. Although that bike does look
1: good. It's beyond repair. repair. (laughs) Just bring Jamie to the bike shop. Have him pick a new bike. Yeah, because money grows on trees, kid. And Amanda's like, we can get this one fixed. The main problem is to try and get the wheel to get back in. Yeah, good luck. We need a miracle worker. It does
0: show the kind of super mom effect, you
1: know. Yeah, she at least makes an effort. Yeah, house
0: mom, you know normally they wouldn't do those sorts of things it would be
1: a guy yeah that's true the dad yep the dad would do it we always had to have my dad uh fix um put the chain on back on the bikes for us Mm -hmm. growing up she's like then jamie will never leave his bicycle in the driveway again will you sweetheart (laughs) you've seen how mom drives philip says philip why won't you help um why don't you help us pull this apart or next time i'll run over something of yours (laughs) that's what i was that's what I was looking for. That one's funny. That would that would be my mom. So they're off to the movies, the three of them, leaving Amanda to um, try and resurrect this bike. So she's trying, giving it her best, but it's it's a lost cause. And then she hears some car doors closing. So she goes to look out the uh, dining room window. And what does she see out on the curb? This is when Francine answers for Lee's desk. Lee's desk,
0: may I help you? uh francine it's amanda could i speak to lee please amanda hello no lee isn't in right now but listen if this is one of those suburban gossip calls what i do francine i really need to speak to lee oh it's one of those calls okay hold on a second he's in interrogation i'll patch you through
1: so he answers she's like hey the vehicle just showed up uh and it's out there and and he's like what, are you sure? Are you sure it's the same one? It's like, well, how many of those fancy black cars do you think there are in her neighborhood? Right. So she's super excited, and he's like, all right, look, don't go anywhere in it. Just go, you know, go out there and, and check to make sure it's it's the same one, see if there's any marks or anything like that on it. So she goes out there, and he's on his way over. Checks for Check for dents and things. What does it matter at this point? You'd think he would realize, like, you know, something funky's going on with that car. She should stay... Far, far away from it. What do you think? You'd
2: think. Yeah. You'd think that she would just... Get that vibe. That like, just just stay in the house and wait until Lee gets there. Like, I know she's just like, you know, she's had her training, at least a little bit of it. She feels really confident in it. But like you said, how many of those black girls are there going to be? Does she really need to go and investigate it? It's probably good to eyeball. Probably good to have some sort of backup with you right then at that point. Mm-hmm. But and if your if
1: the car you're driving was stolen and it's magically back. Doesn't that kind of raise, raise some, some like, flags,
0: yeah. <laughs> right? Would reason. <laughs> <laughs> I would be suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Mm.
1: Lee goes over to Mario and he's like, Hey, funny thing. That car just showed back up. He goes, I'm going to go over that car inch by inch. And you know what, Mario, if I find anything in that vehicle, that even looks like it didn't come from the manufacturer. You're going to become a long-time resident here. He doesn't seem too uh, concerned, though, does he? Nope,
2: nope.
1: He's a cocky Uh, little bugger.
2: He is a cocky little bugger. Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of have to be if you're working with all the different crime syndicates around the world. That's
1: true, that's true. So she goes and kicks the tires, and, and she sees that the front's, you know, it's that same one. She's like super excited that it's there. I think I like her pink on pink. I think that looks cute. the The two oh. color pinks, the shirts. It's soft. Yeah, soft. it is very soft. Uh-huh. So she gets in. She's got her hands behind the wheel, and then all of a sudden, frickin' fracker behind her in the back seat. Not good. Oh. Not good at all. And she's like, "Oh, of course you're here." <laughs> she doesn't. Okay. She's not even startled. I don't think by this point.
2: Yeah. I mean, again, I think we've talked about this before, but when you're getting in your car, don't you do like a cursory look? As yes. Just like, like my car is always locked, like no question. But before I get in, I'm always peering around as soon as I look. Like, I look underneath,
1: looking. underneath yep. as well. Yep.
2: Oh, you know, I don't look
1: underneath. That's a oh, you. don't you remember? Don't you remember? No, no, um, shit, those people. Okay. Another public service announcement for everyone. There was a time not too long ago where people were um, cutting your Achilles so that you couldn't run away. So they were underneath oh, your vehicle. Rolling. Yeah. Yeah. No, and they would bad. cut your Achilles and then they'd take you. Because <laughs> how the hell are you going to run without your Achilles? It was
0: on the X-File or something. Someone was under the car and they had a syringe and they stabbed her in the foot and knocked her out. Oh, okay. <laughs> That made an impression. That, that made impression.
2: <laughs> impression on me. Paranoid person. And now there's been a security breach. <laughs> <laughs> just like right there, ready for the
1: taking. They're just, you know. Well, now you can tighten up security, Lexi. So this is a good thing for you. Look at it as a positive.
2: God, I am but, extremely disappointed in myself for not being able to
0: fit this. It's a It's, it's like a baby it. SUV, so
2: definitely because someone could fit under it. Yeah, for sure.
1: like my car, it would be very difficult to get
0: underneath my car because it sits... Mm-hmm very
1: low to the ground no my um, both of ours are suvs so
0: well, you guys yeah. are in trouble then so yeah. <laughs> <Shut>. <laughs> How pay pay wow so thanks pay. jen just do a like bathroom under the stall check as you're coming up on your car just peer down yeah and then if
1: somebody's under there then you just keep going like it's not your car and then you call the police on your way Mhm.
0: this is what you
2: mom, i feel like security.
1: Well, it's better that you learn it now than go, oh yeah, I, I had my Achilles ripped out from somebody. So at least you're no, learning about it. That I wouldn't have thought of it. Like, oh, I especially you I with the it. shower curtain I thing. Know. That's what I'm saying. I'm, the most I'm, I'm time surprised time. you don't carry around like a, stick, a stick with a mirror on the bottom, like walking around underneath everything okay. before you get in. Oh,
0: well, I it's probably it. rare, but like one that scared me was someone who sliced a tent open when someone was camping and stole their kid out of it. <gasps> and so now every time I camp, like it happened in like Alaska, they were camping and then the. See, this is why you don't someone, camp. Someone, someone took a knife. That's why I have a motorhome and sliced the tent fabric, grabbed the kid. No. And then, yeah. And they
1: when they were out. sleeping. Yeah. They never found them.
0: I don't think so
1: okay, oh my gosh dead, but yeah. <gasps> the dingo <ate> the baby <laughs> those kind of things stick in your head even though
0: they're really rare right? yeah. oh my god that's
1: awful that's so true because tents offer basically no
0: protection yeah so.
1: that's why you don't okay. camp people don't okay a third public service announcement no camping it's only bad yeah, bad things happen far. Yeah. bad things happen when you camp bears
0: people snatching <laughs> well, when we went to Yellowstone the first time, we decided to get a trailer. So we got our tra- trailer, now we have a motorhome. But, yeah, because of the bears, I mean, Ugh. You, can't,
1: you can't take It's all just horrid things anymore. happening, camping. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Lee gets to Amanda's house, and she's nowhere to be found, nor is the vehicle. So, obviously, he knows something's uh, awry. Um, that one, scene, real quick, in
0: case anyone cares. When she was in the car and looking around, that big tree in the background
1: mm-hmm.
0: in front of her house, mm-hmm. be on the right side of the house, they just cut
1: that down recently. No, they cut the tree yeah, down yeah. since we were there last. I don't remember if it was like that when we went on our trip, but it was very, it looked very recent when we were just there. It was big when, it was big and full when we were there when, in October because they had the Halloween stuff up.
0: Well, it's gone now.
1: So oh no! The, as she's
0: standing there, and you see the tree in the background, next to her fence, and...
1: Yeah, the, yeah. To, to the right? That big tree to the right? Oh yeah. no, that tree was gorgeous! God. I wonder what happened, maybe Ashbourne or something? Either that or it was destroying either the sidewalk or the water line or something. Oh, that that's stinks, was so that was hard. such a pretty tree there. Oh, yeah. that's too bad. Sad, but- yeah, that's too bad. Lee goes back to the agency to see, you know, what he can do to find out where Amanda and the vehicle are. And, uh, and of course, Billy doesn't let it slip. So he's like, you took federal evidence and gave it to a civilian? He's not happy. He goes, it was business, Billy. (laughs) Her car was in the shop and it was your idea to put her on the courier route. Remember? Cut expenses? He goes, and now you can't find her? He goes, somebody wants that car or, or what's in it pretty bad. And then Francine comes in and she's like, you were right about that Mario creep. Computer gave real good info. He led us to a bigger fish. You're working with the Bolivian um, terrorists. Well, Nick Fel- and Nick Falcone. He's like, yeah, so where does Mario fit in? Well, guess who Interpol says Mario is working for now? He goes, not Falcone. She goes, yep, she's still wearing that bow. If Falcon has Amanda, she's in pretty bad company. Climb all over this Mario and and find out what he knows. Tell everybody top priority. And Scarecrow, you tell that pig Mario he's going to fry if anything happens to Amanda. He goes, you bet I will. With some real gumption, too. I like that. And I I have to say, this is one of the sweeter moments. This is probably the sweetest moment in the episode, I think, um, is when... Um, Lee's trying to shake that guy and, and, and get the information and he's like she is a very very good friend of mine it was like very you know it's very sweet like he could have just said it's yeah. you know yeah. it's a coworker or something like that but he's like she's a very not only a very but very very good very sweet mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
1: he shows a little crack in that armor of his sure? now Amanda's Explaining the little green uh, space creature, uh, how it fell down into the vehicle, and they don't really care. They're not. They're not caring about this. <laughs> yeah. He's like, get to the point, Mrs. King. She's explaining that a friend of hers arranged for her to borrow that big car. He's like, why'd you pick that one? She's like, it was the only one available. And he's like, did you notice anything unusual? And she's like, um, looking around. She's like, the computer. And they're like, computer. That would
0: have been a big deal
1: back then. It would have been, yeah. She goes, well, it tells you how much gas you're going to need, how much farther to go, the temperature outside. He's like, let's cut the cat and mouse game and get to the point. He goes, there was stuff in it. And she's like, stuff? She goes, what stuff? $3 million worth of uncut nose powder. She's like, nose powder? He goes, cocaine, Mrs. King. She's so beautifully naive. She totally is. (laughs) I would be too, I'd be like, what? I don't even know what I'm talking about. He goes, we make a nice commission on smuggling it and selling for some South American friends. Those Bolivian guys are going to kill us if we don't get it. He goes, oh, I got a feeling we'll find it. You know what I think? I think that you and your friend who helped get the car decided to do a little moonlighting. She's like, oh, no. He goes, oh, yes. $3 million ripoff. Yeah. I think after we took the tires, you and your friend found my little package She goes, no, I swear to you, the car is exactly the way it was when we got it, when I got it, except for the dented hood, the new tires, and the new muffler. And then Patronus is back there, and he's like, "Oh, there was a new muffler. Like, dude, you wouldn't think of that. I mean, he obviously tore the car apart and put it back together again. He knows cars really well." Yeah, but
2: maybe I mean it's a nicer car, so people maintain it
1: really well. Maybe he doesn't think. Maybe. Maybe.
2: You know, it's not like it, not,
1: it not would have been brand, like,
2: it was new, but so it still would have been used, at least. Oh, well,
1: yeah. maybe. Like, brown right after using it, so. Maybe. Falcone gets in her face, and he's like, you know, we did some checking on you, Mrs. King. It would be a shame if something should happen to your, your family. Mm. He goes, maybe I send Patronus over to babysit your two sons. And she's like, oh.
0: I like it when she gets all flustered like that. Like, it's kind of like. Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yes. Her K No. <laughs> K No. <laughs> <laughs> she's so cute. He, she know. is. She is. And then they're like, if you don't tell us, she's like, his name is um. What did she say? Hold on. She made up a name for for Lee and said he was a police officer. <laughs> Which one are you thinking? Yeah, the other episode when when they're like, they put yeah. the knife on her and she's like, his name is. <laughs> and she just starts spewing everything like, I'll tell you everything you want to know. But she's making it all up. It was kind of funny. Now we're back at the agency where Lee's trying to sweat Mario. And he's like, you guys make a big deal out of something you don't care about. And, and Lee's like, you think we care about the car? We don't care about the car. He goes, let's make it simpler for you. Until a little while ago, we didn't have much on you. Just a couple of minor raps. Things have changed. Now it's a whole new ball game, low life. He goes, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "What I'm talking about is your friends out there in the in the street. They took the car back again. Only this time, they took somebody with them." He goes, "So what? That's none of my business." He goes, um, "It's personal. You don't understand me? Personal." Ooh, he's getting mad. They took a lady with that car, a lady. He goes, so so that lady happens to be a very, very good friend of mine. That's right, man. That's his future wife, spoiler alert.
0: <laughs>
1: and then uh, they drive the the vehicle over to, to McLean's, and he's like, oh, I couldn't forget this car. He's like, anything wrong with the new muffler? And uh, Patronus is like, yeah, we like the old one better. Oh, he's got a gun this time instead of the knife. That's a little more threatening. So now they're at the muffler shop and they are in search of the muffler. Cause that's where the nose candy is. I'm sure it's not messed up or anything. It's not like the muffler was working or anything. Lee's Lee's threatening and Maury's like, I hope you do get out, because I'm gonna have every agent on you, and sooner or later, my friend Mario, sooner or later they are gonna find you. And guess what? You will not be coming back to jail. Oh, I think he's threatening to kill you. He goes, all I did was put the dope in the muffler. Oh, these veins are like- I know. <laughs> <laughs> like the pulse <laughs> points. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then he starts running. He's like, Francine, tell Billy McLean's muffler shop. Oh, she's got blue tights on and blue shoes with her blue dress yeah, that's that nice. is yeah. so 80s you couldn't make it more 80s if you tried the
0: tights. I the tights.
1: remember those tights oh my goodness i don't
0: know if i ever yeah
1: I oh i totally i had out, right? i had blue shoes like that but they were like tennis shoes but they were that color blue they were wild Very scary outfits I wore. (laughs) All right, so they found the muffler. And now they are asking what they should do with Amanda. And, of course, Falcone, being the gentleman that he is, he said, you know, uh, bring her. We'll kill her, then dump her. You know, because you won't want to dump her at a muffler shop. Ugh, what a jerk. And then Lee comes in and pretends like he's a a customer. (laughs) And smart Amanda, they'd, like, try to get her... They try and pull her, and then she yanks her arm out, and then she hides on the other side and gets away from them. So smart for her.
2: Yeah.
1: He's like, uh, come back. The place is closed. He's like, you don't understand. My car is here, you know? He said, I take, said, take a hike, buddy. And then he pops him in the nose, throws him in a garbage can. So Amanda gets away and leaves the other two guys um, on their own. And Lee's hiding behind a waste uh, a trash can. And thank goodness the bad guy's a bad shot again. And Patronus is no longer he's dead. And then Amanda gets Benedict. He uh, steps on a, a hose and she pulls it tight and it rips his ankle up and throws him up. And Lee stops for a second, and gives her a hey, kind of good like a look like good job. Which gives uh, Falcone time to get away. And Lee and Amanda rush off to follow him after the Stratford. And they catch up to him pretty quick. One thing I wanted to
0: ask why this would be, but at the beginning of the scene, Lee and Amanda, they jump into the Corvette and they drive off. And the emblem, the Corvette emblem, is on the back. And then halfway through the scene, and at the end of the scene, it's gone. It's just, it's like...
1: Like that's the a different vehicle?
0: Car is just the, the Corvette thing is just gone. Ooh. I don't
1: know. I'm looking... But he's ripping up the poor Stratford. Like, that little front damage that was on there, that's nothing now. This thing's gotten, like, ripped to shreds. Lee gets in front of him and then pulls the, the Corvette uh, in front of him so that this guy's got to go, oh, geez, uh, go cut through. And now he's just run over a fire hydrant. There's water spewing everywhere, garbage everywhere. He's like, oh, Gino's definitely going to kill me. Do you know that? He's definitely going to kill me. (laughs) Grown-ass spy, and he's afraid of that little guy. (laughs) Amanda doesn't look like she's enjoying the ride much. No. No. So they trap uh, the Stratford so that it only has one way to go, and it goes into um, a car dump and flips over. It's a hot mess. It's not worth saving at this point.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) But maybe not crushing
1: at really No, crushing's not a great <laughs> idea, but um, spoiler alert. <laughs> Falcone tries to get away, and of course, though we have the flying squirrel, and he takes him down and uh, gives him a nice left. He actually gives him two lefts, which is good because usually he uses his right hand, so. And then the car smashy thing, I don't know what that's called, but that smashy thing is now grabbing the strap bird and it's going to put it in the little smashy thing, and it's going to squish it. And Amanda's like... You know, trying to get him to stop, but it's it's not happening. He finally gives a right hook to Falcone and knocks him out. All the while, the, the Stratford, which is quite damaged, is getting squished. And Amanda's like, no, wait, no, 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 not that one. Okay, then we get to tag. So, yay, the station wagon's back. And Amanda's driving. That's good. Usually Lee has to drive because he's the man and all that stuff. <laughs> and they get out and they're like, so like... Oh, fake happy. <laughs> he goes. Here we go. What do, What do you guys think of the um of the white collar with the full blue shirt? Sweater or no, sweater Lee's shirt, Lee's dress shirt. The white collar, and then he's got a full blue. So the cuffs are probably white, and the collar's white, and then the shirt's solid blue. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Fan of I'm not a fan of that either. Yeah. It's just all in color for the collar. We don't need to emphasize. It does have your tie bar though. Yeah. It's ruined by the collar being a different color?
0: Well, I, yeah, I would I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, but no, uh, yeah, I don't really like it. Yeah. I think he had on earlier had the
2: tie bar with the vertical or the diagonal straight <laughs> tie.
1: They're definitely, you, you know, the two of them, there's something wrong because they're both, like, super, like, fake. <laughs> and they're, yeah. he's like, where's the car? Oh, the Stratford. They're like, yeah. Yeah, we parked it out front. In fact, one of your boys should be bringing it along anytime. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, as a matter of fact, here it comes. And then that, that skitter comes in and it's got this little box Aww. of a rectangular metal just crushed. The poor thing. Yeah. And the, and you could, do you guys see the, the antennas just kind of uh, sticking out <laughs> straight? And he's like, oh. Huh? And, and Lee's about to say something and Amanda kind of grabs him like, yeah, don't even say anything. And then it ends. <laughs> yeah. If they were smart, they would um, run really fast because I don't think Gino could chase after him. He's yeah, a smoker after all.
2: Dropped it off at the tag.
1: Yeah. Sorry. It's from a case. <laughs> not, our, not our fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that one's cute. Not one of my favorites by any stretch of the imagination, but it was cute. And I That's do, cute. I do like the little growth moments, you know, of him calling his, her, his very, very good friend and being so emotional about her being missing and, Correct. and, and how he was happy that she was safe. And then he thought about the vehicle instead of the other way around which she would have done before and
0: yeah. and
1: stuff like that. It's cute.
0: It's a classic kind of season two. I like
1: yeah. the
0: feel of
1: them. You know, mm-hmm. The, the quirkiness. starting to care more about her and. The scenes with the boys were cute.
0: Yeah, they were. Ernie the Camera brings you videos that complement the episode Car Wars in Mrs. King's Chronicles Video Vault. The first video is called SNK Car Wars NASCAR Style and puts together a compilation of driving scenes from throughout the show to show Lee and Amanda racing each other to Billy's office. That's the theme of the video. But they encounter all kinds of adventures, which are all the driving scenes throughout the series, which is kind of fun. The video is set to the show's theme music and was put together by Swiss Miss Kinema. The second video is a fun driving video set to the song, Shut Up and Drive by Rihanna. The video is put together by Moxie's SK Vids and contains season one and two driving scenes. So enjoy those. There's also a bonus video courtesy of TJ, LVR. Hey, that's, that's me. Taya mm-hmm. From clips and interviews behind the scenes of the Car Wars episode, and it actually shows part of a scene that didn't make it in the episode, if you guys noticed that, when you watch the clip and you watch the episode, they actually cut part of it out, which Taya probably knows because she knows everything.
1: I do. I know what that one is.
0: <laughs> gets in a slight dig regarding their failed movie ventures, Boo. After that, Bruce and Kate talk about how much they enjoy returning to TV and the great chemistry they have playing Lee and Amanda. There's some fun footage of Bruce goofing around and also a nice little hint about how they might eventually get together. I like those historical videos. I think they're fun. I'm glad you put that up there, Taya.
1: Yeah, those are fun.
0: Yeah, it's neat to see the behind the scenes with the cameras and... Yeah.
1: And Kate goes, I don't know. You'll have to wait and see. I'm not one to kiss and tell. It's really cute. It's very cute, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's lots more out there that there are. I haven't seen, but so I'm glad you captured and others capture the ones that we can. These videos can be found on YouTube and we provide links on our website at
1: mkcpodcast.com. It's time for Dottie's Bookshelf where we'll give you recommendations for fan fiction that go along with the episode. In this episode, Car Wars, we have two the first one is the rest of the story by rank amateur written in 2001 with about 1800 words and it's a bit more after the tag lee can't be outdone by gino can he the second recommendation is called a sticky situation by barnstormer it was written also in 2001 and it's about 800 words a bit of filler for this episode lee stops by to check on amanda and notices something in her hair Hmm. As always, we'll provide links on our website at mkcpodcast.com. And you can also find these at fanfiction.net.
2: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Mrs. King's Chronicles. If you want to participate in even more fun, be sure to check us out on social media on Facebook and Twitter at mkcpodcast and in our private Facebook group, Mrs. King's Chronicles. For the group, simply request to join and answer the questions, and we'll be sure to get you added ASAP. Be sure to tune in next time for Season 2, Episode 19, DOA, Delirious on Arrival, when we're joined by one of our favorite people and SMK cast members, Mr. Greg Morton, a.k.a. Jamie King. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.